You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Amara Morales, and she is a Ayurvedic health coach and yoga teacher. I'm so excited to have her here today to share some really amazing information about mastering your sleep with Ayurveda. So welcome. Thank you, Katie. I am so excited to be here. And um, yeah, I hope that this actually resonates with your audience. I think it will, because I know personally, sleep is one of those things that I struggle with. Once I go to sleep, I'm kind of okay, but it's the going to sleep that is uh, definitely a little bit of a struggle. And I think a lot of us probably struggle with that too. Uh, depending on what's going on, if it's a full moon, if it's an eclipse, or if it's just the, you know, moments of our life in this time. So I think it's going to be a great conversation that we have today. Do you want to tell a listener a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I am kind of on this huge mission to help women um, regain control of their health, their life, and their happiness. And Ayurveda came to me like right at the the perfect time because back then I was kind of working in the corporate world. I was burnt out. I ended up in hospital and then I kind of just left my life in Sydney behind and I just thought to myself, there's got to be more to life than working nine till five, six, seven, you know, 9 p.m., um, kind of just paying taxes. And I just felt like there was more to life. So then I ended up in India, out of all places, and um, I got really, really sick there. And um, through a series of fortunate events, I ended up at an Ayurvedic clinic, and that was kind of the beginning of the end for me because it really um, answered so many of um, my health questions that I had that modern medicine wasn't able to really help me with because the modern medicine approach, um, as you may or may not know, is purely just pharmaceutical drugs, right? So Ayurveda really helped me um, get to the root cause of all the issues. Um, when I was at my lowest health point, I reached down to like 40 kilos, which I think is like 88 pounds. I had amenorrhea, thyroid problems. Um, I was deficient in a whole host of vitamins and minerals. Um, I had hair falling out and um, I was just not in good shape. And modern medicine wasn't able to help me. Um, but Ayurveda got to the root cause. And through my doctor, I found out that I had this severe vata imbalance. But one of the first things that he actually tackled was my sleep. 
And that was a total game changer for me because once I tackled my sleep, so many things happened for me. So I really, when I speak to clients now, one of the first things that we tackle is definitely sleep. I believe it. Sleep is such a major part of really all the inner workings of our health, if it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. And I think we really don't give it as much credit as it deserves. Because I think in Western society, we're so um, used to putting so much emphasis on diet and exercise that we forget this vital ingredient, which is sleep. So my doctor said, in Ayurveda, sleep is way more important than exercise and diet combined. And that really like, when I heard it, it really kind of shocked me because we're so used to, you know, hearing about this diet, this fad, this exercise, get, you know, your Brazilian booty that sleeping is actually not a really sexy topic if you think about it, but it is so fundamental. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that, you know, like you said, in this Western world that we live in, we are really constantly doing and going and moving. And it's like that hustle culture. And we're constantly told you got to keep going and you got to reach this goal and you got to do this and to be successful this. But then so many of us, we reach that level of success or we hit that goal and we're exhausted and we're burnt out. And we just are so not able to enjoy or celebrate any of it because we've just been constantly doing and going instead of creating the space for these essential things like sleep. Exactly. I I totally resonate with that. And, you know, there there was no bigger wake up call for me than looking at the ceiling of the hospital room and realizing that I had actually put my body through this. You know, I had you know, maxed out um, its energy, I had burnt out. And, you know, I'm noticed, and I work with a lot of clients who are kind of heading in that way as well, you know, and it's so unfortunate. And like you said, you know, we're pushing our body to its absolute limit. And um, I think for some clients, it's just small tweaks, no, but once that sleep is kind of tackled, so many things just happen for for my clients. Absolutely. So let's talk about what sleep is for a minute, you know, like sleep is like, it's our reset, right? We sleep and our body gets to actually reset mentally, emotionally, physically, all of the above. And that reset not only gives us this kind of fresh slate in the morning when we wake up, but it also fills our cup back up. It re-energizes us. And without it, we kind of work at this depleted space where we don't have any energy left to give. And then our body ends up saying, no, you get sick, you get, you end up in hospital, like you said, you know, like, because you're not listening and you're not giving yourself what your body needs. And so it's like, nope, I'm done washing my hands of you. I'm, I'm stopping you right now. You know, sleep is just such a vital thing to us being healthy and living and free and fulfillment and all of those things. Exactly. And I think if if more of us were kind of in tune of the benefits of sleeping as a society, we would actually make more of an effort, no? Um, And like you said, there's so much goodness uh, that happens when you're sleeping, you know? And sleeping is actually the most restorative healing part of your day, no? So you might stress about diet and exercise, but maybe think twice about sleeping, you know, especially if you're like kind of a pitta dosha, um, for those of you who know a little bit about Ayurveda, they're just pushing through. They probably think that they can sleep like later on and they're just, um, you know, just pushing through and, you know, 
Um, so it's really, really interesting for us to, to look at sleep um, because it actually restores your muscles. It kind of detoxifies the body. It balances your hormones. It uh, relaxes your mind. It prepares your body for, you know, your body and mind for the next day. So if we were only a little bit in tuned with our sleep, we would just um, see like the actual benefits. And, you know, one of the most common questions that I get asked is how many hours of sleep should I get at night? And I think in the Western world, we're so um, obsessed with numbers, no? And it's so interesting to me, calories, how many glasses of water should I drink? How many hours of sleep should I have, you know? And Ayurveda doesn't even look at that. Ayurveda really looks um, at quality, right? So they don't say to you, you should do this, or calories or whatever. So they look at um, quality. So the real question is, how do you feel when you wake up? You know, um, because I've had clients who sleep for six hours and you know they're kind of full of beans and ready to tackle the day while I've got some other clients who sleep nine hours and feel really uh, lethargic and tired still so this is why Ayurveda kind of really makes uh, sense to me you know and for those clients who are sleeping nine hours and waking up um, really tired then obviously that's coming to a kapha imbalance so it's really, really interesting no, um, to have a look at um, Ayurveda's point of view. And in Ayurveda, um, we say that um, sleep actually begins as soon as you wake up, um, which is such an interesting concept for a Western perspective, because when you think about it, like I remember when I was young or when I was babysitting, you know, we had um, we implemented routines for kids right? So we'd say you'd have a, your dinner, you'd have a bath, and then you read a book, and then you go for um, to sleep. No, but right now, as adults, we've kind of forgotten about having this routine. But in Ayurveda, that routine actually begins as soon as you wake up. So, you know, if you have a solid morning routine, if, if you schedule your day correctly, if you're eating um, at particular a day every day you're eating a diet that is um, in line with your dosha you're hydrating and then you have an evening routine in an ideal world you should be actually getting a really solid sleep no so now when we look at modern society um, a lot of those things are not happening and it's no wonder we're not kind of um, having this solid sleep throughout the night absolutely I totally agree I mean our whole day kind of outlines then, what happens when it's time to sleep? Uh, I read something recently that the first thing you eat for breakfast, it doesn't matter, you know, if you eat when you first wake up or if you wait an hour or more to eat breakfast, but it's that first meal that you eat in the day that actually defines everything you crave for the rest of the day, your energy for the rest of the day, and so on. So it's not like, you know, that you have to eat as soon as you wake up or that these, it's really like what you choose to eat for breakfast will define the rest of your day. And that will also define your sleep, you know? So like you it starts when you wake up, what are all the things you're doing throughout your day? And, um, how does that affect your sleep later? I can totally relate to what you're saying about getting nine hours of sleep and waking up exhausted. That has happened to me before, you know, I'm like super tired when I go to bed and, I, and I'm like, I'm just going to go to sleep tonight. I'm not going to turn on the TV. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to, I'm just going to go to sleep and full eight hours, full nine hours. And I wake up in the morning and I'm like, gosh, I got all this sleep, but I just still feel exhausted. And it's like that quality of sleep, because even when we don't consciously realize it, 
our subconscious could still be going through these different processes when we're sleeping. And so we're not actually getting that full capacity of rest because, you know, maybe we had a ton of sugar that day and our body's still processing it out or, you know, processing through that. And so our sleep isn't as, it doesn't have that high quality. Everything you're saying makes so much sense. And I, and love I remember when I was, sorry, in the corporate world, like for me, it was like alcohol to kind of yes. make me go to sleep at night. And then one of the first things that I would have in the morning was my coffee. And I noticed this pattern with my clients, no? And yeah, the, the wine can knock you out, but you think of all that sugar that is in the wine that it is running through your body. And you're, no wonder your body's like, what's going on? Like I have to process all that sugar throughout the night. No wonder by the time that I'm waking up, I am needing a coffee, A, to be energized, and two, to, because I was so severely um, butter imbalanced, I needed a coffee to actually have a bowel movement. So I was in this constant, like going around in circles with, you know, with my lifestyle. And yeah. Yeah, we create these cycles, right? Because we think that they're serving us. We think, like you said, the wine's helping us go to sleep at night so we can get in a good night's sleep. The coffee's energizing us in the morning, you know, or perhaps it has that it's it's allowing that bowel movement to come through, right? Like we think we have these cycles that support us, but really we've got to break that cycle to actually step into that space of what is needed to serve you and your specific body and your specific needs at that moment in time. And I really love that you said too, like, it's really not about the hours, the amount of sleep. It's really about the quality of sleep. So can you share maybe some ways to build this quality of sleep or to get this quality of sleep, or maybe how someone could recognize what they need to create quality sleep? Yeah. And it's interesting what you said, no, like um, you're kind of, you get tired throughout the day, but there's something called tired and wired, no? So your body is physically tired because you've been maybe like running around with the kids, picking them up, going to work. So your body is physically tired because you've done, you know, enough exercise probably throughout the day, but then you're wired. Like the mind is going crazy, vata mind, racing thoughts. And this used to happen to me so much as well. Um, And I think it comes down to um, and I know technology, we're kind of all, you know, on it all the time. Um, and I think it's a really good opportunity for us to have a look at our consumption of, um, you know, technology throughout the day as well. And um, but then I, I was also reading something about like we're so accustomed to holding something in our hands that once we decide not to have that phone in front of us, what do we do? right? What do we do with our hands, with our thoughts, our minds? So um, I think for me, like one of the biggest game changers was like taking the phone out of my, out of my room, Um, you know, from eight o'clock, I start winding down because as we know, the pitta time begins at 10 PM. So I don't really, I, I try my hardest to go to bed before then. And I do notice, and sometimes I do push my body and maybe I'm going to bed at 11 or so. And I do notice the difference when I'm waking up. No. Um, so I think really looking at your consumption of technology is a really great way to start. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, you begin your day um, kind of um, in a morning routine, you know, to have this going. And it's not about I think sometimes people get really overwhelmed with Ayurveda saying that they've got to do all these things like straight away, you know? So what I teach my clients is to kind of implement one thing each week. So maybe let's say that um, 
Tomorrow morning, we're going to start with um, tongue scraping and oil pulling, right? So we do that for a week. So we get in this beautiful morning routine. Like my morning routine is very elaborate. You know, I am waking up, I do my meditation, I tongue scrape, I oil pull, I drink warm water, which is obviously going to help me as well nourish the body and hydrate. Um, and then you have a good breakfast, like you mentioned, um, right? Sometimes I used to have breakfast just on the go, like cereal and just boom, or toast and coffee and boom, I was out the door, right? So really take your time to, to really prepare a nourishing, balancing meal that is going to, you know, keep you going till at least, you know, 11 or maybe lunchtime as well, you know, because in Ayurveda, what we like to do is have three solid meals throughout the day with minimal snacking. No, if you, if you're hungry, of course, I'm not going to deprive you from that but if you're having breakfast at eight you know lunch at 12 and then dinner at five or six that absolutely means that you're going to get a good solid sleep right because a lot of us and I, I you know I used to be a culprit of this having dinner at eight and then trying to get to bed like at 10 and my body was like still digesting you know the pizza or the pasta that I had so it's really about um, you know having your last meal um, quite nourishing as well but warm and easy to digest. So like, you know, a curry or a soup, um, and then you've got about three three hours in between with that and going to sleep. Um, so that I find my, uh, my clients, um, you know, a really, really good foundation to begin with. And also, you know, to have a meditation practice. And I don't know, meditation might be different to you and I. Like for me, it's not about like sitting there for half an hour. Like I love to move my body. You know, I, it's, it, it is what it is to you, right? Some people can definitely sit there for an hour and be like total zen, which, you know, but that's not my style. So find, you know, pranayamas, meditation, or even like foam rolling at night. Like I I find that that really helps me and that helps me relax my body um, and also uh, have an abhyanga practice you know where we're self-oiling um, our bodies and then we maybe have a, a bath or a, you know a nice warm shower and then you're kind of your body is ready to kind of go to sleep absolutely all those things sound amazing and I know that some listeners are going to be like, this feels overwhelming, like you said. But if you remember, before Amara shared all these things, she said, I tell my clients to start with one thing, right? So these are all options to support your sleep, you know, using Ayurveda, which is an amazing ancient practice. Like I am fascinated by Ayurveda, always ready to learn more about it um, because I just think it's so amazing and beautiful. But you know, choose one of those things. Maybe you look at, maybe you take a week and you look at your morning routine. What, what is your morning routine like? Can you create space for oil pulling or tongue scraping? Can you look at your breakfast and say, okay, how can I have a mindful breakfast that's really nourishing me? You know, like take one thing at a time. Or maybe you're like, oh, oiling my body sounds really great. That kind of self-massage and oiling, that sounds really great to me. And so maybe you take a week and you start to incorporate that into your day. Maybe for you, you heard technology and you were like, yes, that's me. I am always on my phone. It's always in my hand. I'm always on technology. So maybe that's what you choose to focus on for a week, right? And say, hey, I'm going to focus on less technology this week and then you always have the next week to say, okay, I've done this. Now let me focus on something else and just take it week by week, one step by one step to create that more quality sleep for you. Because I know personally, 
Like when I'm like, yes, I want to do all the things. I want to do them all right now because they all sound absolutely amazing. And then it's like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? It feels like I am a Pitta. I think I'm like, well, I've done the Ayurveda test a couple of times. I'm like a Pitta Kapha, but sometimes I have Vada. So it's, uh, but yes, I am definitely a Pitta. I can tell and, because you're like, I'm ready to do everything. And yeah. like a boss is like, oh, yeah, I think I'll implement one at a time. And a cough is like, I don't know if I can be bothered. But a pizza is like, yeah, give me everything. Give me the supplements, the routine. I'll do it all right now. And that's when the overwhelm kicks in as well. So it's yes. interesting when you look at the doshas and you look at, you know, people. and But, you know, we have all the three doshas um, just in varying amounts. Now, can you tell the listeners a little bit about the doshas? Because we've been talking about them, but I don't know if everybody kind of knows what they are. Yeah. So the amazing thing about Ayurveda is that it works with the five elements. And these five elements are found within our body and within Pachamama, Mother Nature, right? So um, the first one is ether, air, fire, water, and earth. And then they go on to make the three doshas. So the first one is vata, which is ether and air. Um, And then pitta, which is fire and water. And then kapha, which is water and earth. So when you actually um, go and do a dosha test or you see a Ayurvedic um, practitioner, that is one of the first things that they will kind of tackle. They'll work out what your dosha is and what your imbalances are, right? So when we think of the vata dosha, for example, it's ether and air, but just to make it super simple, I'm going to call it the wind energy. So when we think about the wind, the wind is, um, it's mobile, it's cold, it's dry, it's rough. And those are the kind of characteristics we find um, within a Vata person. So like I am Vata through and through, like I am creative, I am thinking outside the box, I am, um, you know, constantly thinking of new ideas. But when my vata comes out of balance, I can have anxiety, I can be constipated, I can have racing thoughts. So too much air in the body. Um, And then with a pitta dosha, as I mentioned, you know, fire and water, but just to make it super simple, let's just say the fire dosha and fire, if you look at the qualities of fire, you know, it is hot, it is sharp, um, it is transformative. And when we look at that in a person, you know, Pitters tend to make great leaders. They are go-getters. They have a goal and they go after it. Um, They're really good at communicating. um, But when a pitta goes out of balance, um, they can be very sharp, sharp language. They can get irritated really quickly. Um, Some of the itis are very common with with the pitta dosha. So ulcerative colitis, gastritis, um, they have a, um, you know, a five-year, a 10-year plan all sorted out their google calendar is probably like color coordinated so they're a-type personalities um and then with the kapha dosha they are water and earth but to make it super simple they are the earth their grandmother energy they're very loving they're very caring they're really calm but when that is in excess it means that their earth energy is increased and you know they can suffer from depression overweight um they can have constant thoughts about the past and really be stuck in the past so and they tend to be you know more rounder more voluptuous people whereas pitta more muscular and vata more slim straight up and down so when we look at the so I look at the doshas in absolutely everything that I do you know from from the people that I work with to um, you know a potential partner and people that I'm calling in Um, so yeah for me like you know and you through Ayurveda you learn to be you know 
quite judgy and you're like oh that's such a pitta thing to say wow that's really vata and like wow she's really kapha so I'm constantly looking at the doshas in kind of everything that I do that's really cool I have always been fascinated by Ayurveda and um all those things so you have an Ayurveda quiz correct or um, we have yeah. one can direct listeners to well, yeah, so actually in my private group, um, I run down like in detail of what a vata dosha is, the pitta dosha and the kapha dosha. So it's really in great detail. It's very easy to understand because Ayurveda can get a little bit complex, but I, my goal is just to make it super simple and easy to understand. So we will link that group below and that information below in the show notes. So listener, if you would like to learn a little bit more about Ayurveda, maybe find out what your dosha is, what your constitution is, um, and learn more about what that means for you. There'll be that link below so you can connect with Amira again. And, um, you know, really, I'm going to give you guys an action step and say this week, what is one thing that you can do for yourself if it's your morning routine, if it's less technology, if it's looking at what you're eating, how you're fueling your body? What is one thing you can do to support yourself to create more quality sleep for you? Just one thing this week. And if you feel comfortable, tag us on social media, Instagram or Facebook, and let us know what you're doing. We would love to hear from you. And um, as always, if you have questions about Ayurveda, if you have questions about creating quality sleep, reach out. Um, you know, our social media links will be in the show notes. You can send a, a direct message and ask those questions because we're here to support you to create that quality sleep. I think sleep is super important. And, you know, um, sleep is actually according to each dosha as well. So like I said, we look at, you know, each dosha in particular, like, um, and dreams as well uh, associated with, with that. And, you know, sometimes I get people saying to me, like, I can go to sleep, but I'm constantly waking up at 1 or at 3 a.m. as well. So it's interesting to look at that. Um, you know, when we look at traditional Chinese medicine, you know, 3 a.m., which is, you know, so common for people to wake up, that's associated with the liver as well. So maybe it is about, um, you know, looking at ways to cleanse the body first and once get accumulate, get those toxins out of your body, then you will find, you know, you'll feel lighter and your sleep will improve. But um, yeah, reach out. I am, this is kind of my jam. I love because when sleep um, changed for me, everything else changed. And I really would love, like, my dream would be for everybody to have this amazing sleep the night and learn you know how to hack your sleep as well um so you can wake up feeling energized and just full of beans i love that that's that's so very true so be sure as you're like diving into this quality sleep reach out ask those questions because that is how you can get the support you need to create the quality sleep because sometimes it's a little bit deeper like oh i'm waking up at 3 a.m. and it's you know something to do with your liver so maybe it's better to cleanse to get that quality sleep but it's that support of a coach, of a practitioner that can give you that information that really supports you in creating that quality sleep. And I have to say, over this past year, I have really found coaching and reaching out and asking for support to be an essential key to healing and creating that freedom and that fulfillment and really creating that life that you want to live in that feels good for you. Exactly, exactly. And you know, when I was going around in circles in Sydney, going from specialist to specialist, 
none of them ever asked me like what's your emotional state like how are you sleeping they were like oh wow okay you've got issues with your thyroid let me give you this so if only like somebody had like tackled my sleep in Sydney when I was going around and around like I think that would have been a game changer for me it wasn't until Ayurveda was like how's your sleep and I was like how is this relevant he's like so relevant (laughs) so relevant so yeah and at that time as well, I was kind of, I didn't know who to reach out to, but now there's coaches for, you know, a lot of things. Um, so I'm super happy to be living in this kind of environment now where, you know, you can reach out to people and get different suggestions. So yeah, by all means, reach out. I'm more than happy to guide you and, and help you through this sleep journey. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. And uh, we will have Amara back in January to talk more about Ayurveda. Super excited about that. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. You don't miss when we talk more about Ayurveda and would love to read a review from you. Let us know how you're feeling about the podcast. If you have questions, what do you want to hear about? Love to hear from you. And um, all right, lots of love. I'll meet you back here next week. Namaste. Thank you so much.